I'm going to say, oh, this is Pastor Little Tiny Old, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been almost a good week, but I wanted to honestly, it's been a lot that I had to download. So please forgive me, but this part was just a lot. And also at the same exact time, these things have to happen. God keeps telling me. And we are starting to see more uh, rain, more snow, more tornadoes, more uh, heinous um, weather that is coming into the United States. And to me, it was a lot. And also at the same exact time, you're starting to see more blasphemy against God in his name. We're starting to see more celebrities being bold enough to step away and not even consider who they are and how it will affect them in the future of how they're doing and treating God's name. You starting to see more and more of natural disasters, yes, but also at the same exact time, it's about people omitting even national networks, God's name, because someone, even if it's a celebrity or someone that is becoming famous, like a football, athletics, what have you, they're omitting God's name on purpose. This is juvenile. Why would you do that? This is God's name. He is the one and the person or individual he wanted to give or she wanted to give God the glory for all that's been going on. But unless you looked at it live, you would not recognize or realize and they've been doing this for quite a while. And from what I've heard is that they pay celebrities top dollar, not to mention God's name. Why is that? Do you understand that there are so many uh, churches about to be boarded up and is starting? Uh, you starting to see a lot of churches even now, the one pastor that stood up in the church and pretty much falsified what God has done and said things against God. And you see the very next year, his, his whole entire, um, church had been burned down and burned down and you saw lightning struck it and the lightning ignited a fire and it burned down and it was just horrific. But what was horrific even the more was that you sit there and you sit there and you lie on God. You lie on what God has already ordained in his word and you sit there and you omit or you lie on God and then you wonder why. Come on, people. It is becoming more and more emphasis on you need to understand there needs to be a relationship with God. It is either holiness or hell. You don't have time to sit there and contemplate whether you are want to be with God or you want to be with Satan. Y'all don't hear me though. See, this is the stuff that these are the things that my whole entire mind is running around in. And it, it, it baffles me. It shocks me. And it shook me how people can see, you know, these occurrences are coming on and 
I was looking at the news and how one individual was saying that they've never seen a tornado in that certain area of the United States. But do you understand that the whole entire premises is to wake up, to wake the United States up, to understand that you have someone that is not of God, that is governing his country. And let me be blunt and say this is that you don't understand this is not just a natural, but is a spiritual war. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. And then you're seeing more and more floods coming up and you're starting to see snow. I mean, we're having fatalities. You're having all these different, different types of weather and people in the natural are just saying, this is really bad. This is, you know, this is chaotic. This is catastrophic. Whether the ones that we are of the body of Christ, we know what's going on. We know that God is soon to return. His son is soon to return. So we need to start realizing that and recognizing that on today. Amen. We need to be in our prayer closet. We need to be in our homes. We need to be stocking up. We need to be food supplies, medication, what have you. We need to be on the ready because people think because so many different things are going on that we're going to just go back. We're not going to go back to the norm. We're not. There is nothing going to be normal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Christ is soon to return. So as Christ is soon to return, he will, he has already said in his word, there will be wars and rumors of wars and you will see chaos and misery and all these different elements of natural disasters and things that have been occurring are, are being explained in the word of God. Point blank period. And we need to get ready, saints. We need to get ready for the soon of his return. But also we need to be able to sit there and win souls. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We need to win souls. We need to be able to be on the guard and on the ready. We need to put ourselves in check. We need to, and I mean, when you have an attitude, when you having, you know, anger and it says in the Bible, you can have anger, but don't sin, not sin, not. And then at the same exact time, you need to have poise. You need to, you know, meditate on the word of God. I mean, this is stuff that is going on and God was just talking so much. I mean, in volumes to me and it was hard. Do you understand I have to absorb this word, annotate it, regurgitate it, which means I needed to eat it first. And while it's going down, it is so much like the medicine when your your grandmother used to give you or your mom used to give you when you were sick and little, it goes down and it's nasty. But also at the same exact time, when it gets down to your gut, to the mirror of who you are, it becomes nourishment to your soul. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, we need to be on our hands and our knees. We need to be praying. We, we need to be in the presence of God on a daily basis. This is something that nobody No, I mean, this is something we have yet to be able to encounter. And don't you know, 
that God is talking and we need to be listening. Amen. Now, I duly apologize once again. This word has been heavy and I'm talking about like I have like so much that I had to honestly like and God put it in my spirit. You need to say this today immediately. So we're going to go back and I'm going to say this, please go grab your Bible. And I say, not just your Bible on your phone, that is appropriate, but you need to have a written word of God, which is King James version, NIV. Please watch the NIV because some of the words have been changed or annotated uh, to the point where it changes the scriptures. So since China has been able to sit there and change the word of God for their benefit. I would prefer that I have a hand copy manuscript of the word of God verbatim so that we know without a shadow of a doubt, this is God's holy word. Amen. So I'm going to, we're going to start, please grab your Bible paper or journal and a pen to jot down some notes because this is kind this is really like going in depth into a lot of different things that God was telling me and no I don't know it all but what I'm telling you is that through the Holy Spirit and God revealing a lot of things into my life and downloading this information I'm giving it to you so please Pay attention, take heed because whew, this is, this is vital towards our, uh, this is vital towards our, our livelihood. This is vital towards our spiritual man. I would be seeking God even the more. Amen. And pretty much we are still coming in from the judgment starts at the house of God, but this is part two. Bethel is Bethel and this is coming from Amos. And we're talking about Amos and we were going back. I wanted to go back for a a brief moment to recap some of the things that we did talk about. And it was Amos and we were talking in the uh, third chapter and it was also talking about Bethal. Bethal is deity, which means the house of God. The firm foundation of the word of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Bethal, B-E-T-H, and then hyphen E-L means deity. And it says the house of God, the firm foundation of the word of God and the church of God is causing chaos among the believers of Christ. And the words that I was able to find them in were from the book of Zolvan Illustrated Bible dictionary, and it is very helpful to be able to have this type of dictionary because it gives you also the Hebrew and the Greek in order for you to understand where uh, these sayings or these meanings or interpretations are coming from. Amen. And it says, you know, speak not and speak, speak up and spare not. So God has been causing me to to talk more, causing me to just, I mean, I, I have this word of God a while and it's been in my belly. And then God said, you need to put it out. And 
it, you know, it, it shakes you. It gives you meaning on who you are. And then at the same exact time, you need to search your soul on how you can be able to realize and recognize you yourself as a believer. And if you're not a believer, do you understand that all of these different natural disasters, calamities, tragedies, all of these different things, wars and rumors of wars, they're all in the word of God. And if you're a non-believer, I would reintroduce you to Jesus. And the Jesus is the one that's turning tables. Jesus is the one that is coming back and he is not coming back to be lolly dotty. He's coming back for the judgment of God and the reverence of God. And that we need to understand and know that this word is a living, breathing entity and we should be in it day and night. And even if you're searching the scriptures to know who God is, to know his foundations, let him be able with the Holy Spirit's assistance to know who he is. Pastor, how do I profit this? How do I go to Romans 10, 9 through 13? If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. First, ask for forgiveness for your sins and also be able to say, I believe, you know, with my, with my heart that Jesus had died for my sins. And that is the first step and start renouncing what you have been living in, whether it is lying, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, anything that is that sin that you've been in smoking, uh, doing drugs. It doesn't matter whatever the sin you are dwelling and being in. You need to renounce it immediately. Now is the time to choose. And it says it in Joshua, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Whether it be God or man, you need to choose. But then it goes down further down and, and Joshua, and I agree with Joshua, it says for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So we need to start really convicting. I mean, going in and doing, and I do not, I mean, spiritual surgery on ourselves before God comes in and has the final judgment over us. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all may not like this. This is not something that most pastors, prophets, prophetesses, apostles, teachers, preachers, bishops, you know, all these different elements that are in the world right now that say they are so-called these titles. This word of God is from straight from God. I am not trying to give you anything that is not in the word. I'm trying to give you all that's in the word of God. I'm not trying to deviate. I'm not trying to get, give you something that you cannot be able to put to the bone and marrow of your soul so that you can start looking at your own self. And then, you know, you have to, I don't know why I'm going this way, but I know God knows. So I'm going to say it like this. God comes in and he gives us the prophets and the prophecies. 
And he gives us these individuals, the ones, the true ones to come and slap you into reality. I mean, metaphorically, not physically. Okay. And for some of us, that might be a physical thing because some of us don't want to sit here and recognize that God is the ultimate God. He, he does not have anyone else near him. There may be smaller, less than God's. But God is the Elohim El Shaddai El Raphai. His son is God. And also he was able to walk down and be here and exist with us 42 generations and take on the form of a man in order for us to be able to have the perfect sacrifice and be able to know that we were being able to have that communication back again with God through his sacrifice. On the cross, what Adam took and Eve took, God had his son to come down and replace all of that. So what I'm telling you is that if you know and you hear from God, have discernment also. Because some of these people are out here for money or monetary funding instead of sitting here and preaching the unadulterated word of God. Some of these people are out here. Just doing anything and not giving you the word of God. You need to wake up. You need to start reading the word for yourself. You need to start getting in your word for yourself because it is for your good. It is for you to wake up and understand that God and his son is soon to return. So I'm telling you from this, this moment, I'm giving you all that you need to understand why God's judgment is coming upon the United States. It's coming upon the earth. It's coming upon against all the sin that we have been able to commit and for them to sit here and have some of the people to sit here and know God, but then in their hearts, they don't serve God. They will sit there and recute and do things that are blasphemous against God's name and Jesus's name. And then omit his name when he is supposed to be praised for who who he is. Now, I'm telling you these things and I'm being really calm right now. Because at the same time, as a believer, it vexes me that you sit here for the ones that are non-believers. And thinking that God doesn't hear or see what's going on. He sees all. He knows all. And he knows what time we are living in. Do you know what time you are living in? We are living in the times that the Bible has already stated. And we have yet to go through so many more woes. So what I'm saying to you, men and women of God. And even to the non-believer, get your life right. Get it back in order. Come back to God if you're a non-believer. If you are a believer, check what you are doing and make sure you are having your light and you have the oil so your light can still burn in this time, in this season. You're going to have people to come up to you and want to know the word of God and seek you out. For who you are in God. Let me, I'm, I don't know why, you know, reason why I'm saying it is because God is pleading. God is letting you know, warning after warning, floods, snow, hail, rain, 
flooding, all of these different, God is letting you know it is time to make the choice. Whether it is for him or you are for the enemy, you need to make that choice in your home, on your finances, with your job. Everything that you are going through, you need to say it now. God is over my life and he is my God. Or you choose the other one. The choice is yours. Amen. And it says in Amos 3, going back to Amos, the third chapter in the 15th verse. And I will smite the winter house with the summer house and the house of ivory shall perish. And the great houses shall have an end, saith the Lord. Do you, do you see the sin? Do you see the symmetry in that? Let me read that one more time. It says verse three and 15, because this is what God gave me a while back while I was sitting here and um, I was downstairs and I was sitting here and then I went downstairs and this is what God gave me. I will smite the winter house with the summer house and the house of ivory shall perish and the great houses shall have an end saith the Lord. Now it says the seasons are going to go against the country or nation that has been sinning. Now this judgment is being passed due to what God has already ordained under heaven and in the word of God. The winter is cold and not activities till the summer hot and productive shall clash. Do you see that right now? Do you see that the winter is when you have the set of coldness and uh, life is not there and you are less wanting to be active because of the, the, the chill and the, the fronts. And do you see how they have reported from Texas all the way up to uh, DC of how the chill factor is so cold that it might go below freezing level? Do you understand? Oh my goodness. And it was hard for me to put this out. But this is what God is saying right now. And it also says that in the house of ivory shall perish. The houses of ivory at that time is a precious stone. And more times than not, ivory is very expensive and very costly. As you can see, most of the time, especially in the country of Africa, ivory especially with the elephant's tusk and the rhino and different animals that would have the ivory and they would kill the animals for their tusk or their, for their horn in order for them to receive large payments. Do you understand that because of those houses, those precious type of mineral that those houses, as God has stated in his word, shall perish. This is something you need to understand. God is not playing. God is definitely not playing. We need to heed his words. Amen. And the great houses shall have an end, saith the Lord. Now, let's go into Amos. And it says, hear the, this word, ye kin of Bashan, that are in the mountain of Samaria which oppose the poor, which crush the needy, which say to their masters, bring and let us drink. Verse two, the Lord God has sworn 
by his holiness. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness that lo, the day shall come upon you that he will take you away with hooks and your pastry with the fish hooks. Now I looked up pastry and it was talking about how you have in its uh, Webster, uh, Miriam Webster dictionary was talking about posture and it was talking about the next generation. Let, let me, let me read that one more time because people need to understand. Let me slow down and read that one more time. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness that lo, the days shall come upon you that he will take you away with hooks and your posture with fish hooks. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. This, this is the part that really shook me because if United States does not repent for becoming the next Babylon, see, we are the Babylon. Now we are the Babylon that we're talking about of old where Babylon sinned and their great, their sin was so great that God had to desolate Babylon. And that even though in the midst of all of that desecration, that only the jackals and all the owls and all of the wild wild beasts were the only ones able to inhabit it. And to this day, this is the dwelling of Babylon. Before Solomon and Gomorrah, Babylon was the place that centralized and was trying to be able to build also the Tower of Babel. So in this time, in this recognition, you need to understand the foundation of why we are so, so prone and so sensitive towards this time that we need to, as believers, to be on our hands and our knees and asking God for forgiveness and getting ourselves right with God. Cause this is the time and the season to know who God is for yourself, to know who God is for yourself, not to shuck and jive, not to sit here and rely on a pastor or a prophetess or what have you. I'm telling you go back behind me and I'm telling you go back and reread these scriptures Go back to the chapter of, of Amos third chapter and Amos fourth chapter so that you can know what's going on. So you can know for yourself, not just by what I say, but what God says in his words. That's why I would like for you to read along with me also so that you know what's going on so that you see the word of God and not just also a hearer of it, but a doer also. That it goes into your effect, into your bone, into your marrow, into your soul. Not just your natural, but your spiritual man. I know that we as people, we have natural, we, we eat food and we drink water and, and, and all these different things that go into our body, which is the food. And, you know, whether it is natural or if it's junk food, we contain it. And when we gain weight... We it's hard for us to get it off. But if we also start being able to 
Go in and read the word of God verbatim and see what God is saying to the people spiritual. Then you know that when it's time for us to be able to crave the net, the things of God, the, the, and I'm talking, excuse me, the things that God wants us to have. And instead of the, the natural cravings, we would have the spiritual cravings. I'm, I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. Let me be a little bit more candid and, and clear and precise is that you need to have a sweet tooth for the word of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You need to be able to sit here and crave the word of God morning, noon, and night. We need to be able to sit here and read the word of God and understand that this is something that we need to be able to talk to God. And we need to understand what's going on at the time period. And even though it is Israel, do you understand that's just, that's a reflection upon us. That's a reflection on our nations, whether you are around the world internationally, or whether you're in the States, whether you're here in Korea, wherever you are, it is imperative that you understand what is the climate in your, in, and I say this clearly, let me say this a little bit more candidly. What is the atmosphere in your nation? Do you, does your nation accept God? Does the, does the big, uh, powers that be that are in the networks and social media and celebrities and news and all this other different clouts, do they omit God's name? If they do, then you know, something is wrong because he is the main source for us in the United States. We are founded. We're the second ones to be founded on God's principles. And that is a fact. The first one is, is Israel. The second one is United States. So now we need to start realizing what type of climate, when I say climate, what type of changes are going on? Is God being omitted? Is God being omitted in our school? Yes, it is. Is God being omitted in our universities? Yes, they are. And are there laws that are, you know, fundamentally governed in our United States or any other country that is going against the grain of what God says? Yes, it is. So now we as United States citizens and also as believers and whether you're around the world or internationally or what have you in your own respective countries, we need to start saying things. We need to start speaking up. We need to start. Because now more than ever, the enemy wants to take territory. Y'all don't hear me though. See, I remember like maybe two or three years ago, I remember a woman in Germany and she was uh, in the church. She was in God's church and she was listening to uh, a particular type of individuals and they came in and they were praying, but she told them that this is not of God, especially if they are of a different culture and nationality, but yet and still you are seeing up here, putting praise to something else, not in God's temple. And she was the only one to speak up. She was the only one to speak up. And yes, the authorities threw her out. But do you understand if we don't sit there and speak up, who is going to sit there and cry out? The rocks are going to cry out. No, I'm not going to have the rocks to cry out more than me. So we need to speak up and spare not. We need to sit there and have the fruit of the spirit. Yes, we are of God. And no, we're not always going to be able to sit here and say it so nicely to you. 
But it's the fact that you sit here and you sit here. Some people sit here and they sit here and say, well, you should be nice. If there is a car coming and you see a little child in the street, what are you going to do? You're going to yell out and tell them there is a car coming. They need to move. Or you will see an ambulance coming or, or you will see somebody trying to be able to be picked up and you know, that's a child and you know, the dangers that's going to happen. Then you need to cry out aloud and tell this individual, look, I am not here to say anything else, but to warn you. And you will want to warn that child. You will want to warn that person. So even if they don't heed what is going on, you need to speak and speak aloud and be clear and precise about what you're going to say to them. Now, I'm going to say this. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, you can't judge. Do you understand? There is two different phases of that. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I don't know why I'm going into this, but maybe it's the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to say it anyway. The reason why is that, look, first, when you're coming into the church house, they should not sit there and look at your clothing or what have, especially if you first come in. That's not what they're supposed to be concentrating on. They're supposed to be concentrating on making sure you're okay. And also at the same exact time, not just okay, but how is your spirit man? Are you doing well? How can we help you to be able to get all of these things off of you? Whether it is sin, whether it is, you know, being in an abusive relationship, mental issues, what have you, that pastor should care enough to want to sit there and talk to you, not about you. And the congregation should not sit there and tie up their eyes and roll their eyes. This is not about that. What I'm telling you is that we need to, when we see the fruits of the person that is laboring with us, that is not of God, we need to say something. Now that part, now I'm going to say it like I mean it, especially if you are supposed to be saved and you're supposed to be of God and you're supposed to be Christian, Christian like, then you need to understand why are you out here sitting up here doing worldly things? No, y'all don't want to hear this. But this is what's going on in the church. So let's just talk about it. Why would you have a pastor sitting up here having music that is not of God in the sanctuary and then having these ridiculous ungodly moves in the church? But yet and still you want to sit there and still go to that church fully blown knowing that he can't be able to get a prayer through for you, but yet and still he can make sure that you're comfortable to go to hell. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. See, that's the thing. That's the difference between holiness and hell. You don't want anybody to go. You, you don't want no one to go to hell. So you're going to tell them explicitly to the point that this is what is going on. This is what is required of God. This is what we need to know. And also at the same exact time, if one of your brothers and sisters fall, don't sit there and ha ha he he at them. You sit there and you pray for that person. You pray for them to get back up. You pray for them to start establishing a better relationship with God. You pray for them 
to be able to understand what they did in their sin and that they can be able to be restored and they can be able to be fulfilled in God and restored back into who God is and the fold. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't understand. See, that's the difference between holiness and hell. See, Satan will have you doing ridiculous things, ungodly things, things that people don't even want to mention in order for you to get millions of dollars and think you're going to live a lavish lifestyle and be, you know, with your children and your husband and all this stuff, but your house is chaos from the get got. See, that's the difference between holiness and hell. And that's the difference between sitting up here and saying, don't judge. And then at the same exact time, the ones that are in the church, whether they're in or out of the church, you love on them anyway. Because, and you also sit there, depending on how God tells you to tell them, whether it is yelling or whether it is a conversation that they need to know at a deep tone. You have to be able to do it the way that God says to do it because you're trying to reach the lost and the ones that are, have been gone astray. And if God tells you to go back and like David had to do so many times to go get the one out of the 99, then go get it. Go get them and bring them back into the fold. I know how that feels because I'm one of those 99. I'm one of those that went astray from God, fully knowing that, you know, God was the main source, the, the one that loves me no matter what. Y'all, y'all don't understand. Y'all, yep, you know, well, pastor, you prophetess, you just talking, no. Mm-mm. It, to come out of what I've come out of, it is a testimony within itself. And I'm being honest, y'all, you don't want to go where I've been. You don't want to go because if you went, because you had made it out. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. Let's have a candid conversation. Could you have gotten out of what you were doing? Could you have sat there and said, you know what? I'm going to give it all up just to know who God is. Could you get out of it? Could you get out of the heartache after heartache and people you thought that you can be able to trust and you can't find not one of them to trust. And they're supposed to be family, especially family and friends and a close associates and, and people that sit there and, you know, is just repulsed by you or just, you know, on the sidelines mad because you're doing so much more than them. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all that's, that, that's for another time and place, but let's continue because this is very important. It says in Amos four and two, the Lord God has sworn sworn by his holiness. Let me say that one more time. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness that lo, the day shall come upon you that he will take you away with hooks like a fish. That's not in the word and your posture with fish hooks. Do you understand the next generation, your generation and the next generation is going to be taking away. And then it says in verse three, and ye shall go out at the bleaches, every cow at 
that which is before her. And ye shall cast them into the palace, saith the Lord. Do you understand? Let me say, let me, let me read that one more time. And ye shall go out at the breaches, every cow at which is before her. And ye shall cast them into the palace, saith the Lord. Do you understand? You Do you understand that because of the malice and the 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 whole entire situation that Rome had to go through. Do you understand that? Okay, let's do let's do Rome. Because of the sin was so great that it was a man and a man and then a man and a woman and they would have all these different situations going on. Do you understand that the defilement of their bodies and their temples was just so I mean despicable and then you had them serving so many different lesser gods that I mean they destroyed themselves from within does that not sound like another nation does that not not sound like the one of the nations that is existing today oh y'all don't hear me though see I had to bite this I had to put it in my teeth and I had to cut the pieces in order for me to die I mean in order for me to have it to go down in my spiritual sarcophagus to hit my stomach, this is what I'm telling you. A lot is going to be coming up. So you have more woes to go through. Amen. And then four, come to Bethal and transgress at Gilgad. Multiply transgressions and bring your sacrifices every morning and your tithes after three years. Who Jesus. And verse five, and offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven and proclaim and publish the free offerings for this like of you, all ye children of Israel, saith the Lord God. And what he was saying as the author is telling them, Bethal is where they used to come and they would set up God's tent and the holies of holies and be able to go in and they would have only the priest to go in and they would on the outside, they would have the sacrifices to happen. The, the calves and the goats and, uh, also birds and also wheat. And they would give their first offerings also, uh, to God on that time. But you need to make sure there was no blemish, no nothing on the cow and the gap and also of, uh, the wheat and it needs to be, and, and also the doves. So for them to come in, they had to keep making these sacrifices and the tithes in verse five and offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven and proclaim and publish the free offerings for this liking you, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord God. Verse six, and I, I also have given you cleanliness of teeth in all of your cities and want of bread in all of your places. Hmm. Do you understand famine? Hmm. Verse six. And I also have given you cleanliness of teeth in your cities. And I want of bread in all of, in all your places. And you can honestly see that the word of God is lacking. And everybody is coming in and, and hungry and wanting to have their uh, table set 
and having, you know, having the fine china and having the plates and, and the spoons and forks and, and the cup in order for them to produce and partake in order for them to eat. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Mm, my God. Verse 7, and also I have withholding the rain from you. Mm. When there were yet three months to the harvest, and I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain upon another city, one peace that reigneth upon and the peace whereupon it rained not withered. Verse 8, so two or three cities wandered unto one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Do you understand? Famine. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. You wander around looking for what you need for your flesh, but not for what you have for your soul. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse nine, and I have smitten you with blasting and mildew when your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increase, the palm wood devoured them. Jesus, yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Mm. Do you see that? Do you read that? Let me read that one more time. Amos, the fourth chapter in the ninth verse, I have smitten you with blasting and mildew when your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased, the palm worm devoured them. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Verse 10, I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. Do you remember what Egypt? Let me give you a brief synopsis of what happened in Egypt. When Moses went and told Pharaoh what God told him to let his people go, they went through so much pestilence that it was inhumane. Do you understand the blood, the river turning? I mean, the Nile River was the focal point for them to receive water for their washing, for their clothes. I mean, everything, even for them to go and bathe in. And then you had the locusts and the frogs and, and, and the pestilence came and they're eating their cows and, you know, having them to, you know, the frogs coming in and interrupting their, uh, their time of their meals and their food and causing havoc and toxic, uh, leaving toxic, like toxins in their bodies. And I mean, I mean them having boils on their faces to their bodies and oh my, you just, oh God, do you understand? Do you see? I'm just giving you a little preview of what the Egyptians had to go through because Israel was right next to Egypt and they didn't have to go through it. They saw them having no water, no fountain, but they had water. They had sun. They had everything that God had given them. But the, it, but the Egyptians right across the way saw what was going on with them. Do you, let me, do you understand what I'm saying? Is that we as United States, everyone is looking at us and seeing what's going on. 
and seeing the whole entire chaos that's in the United States and they know and see. And do you understand it's a spiritual thing, not just a natural thing. And do you understand the United States? And I've learned this very much is that the United States sets the tone for everywhere else around the world. Whether it's a recession, whether it's profits, whether it's, uh, you know, gains or, or, or revenue or what, even all of these different things, ideology, innovations, those different things, we set the tone. And now you're starting to see that our way of life is starting to become very shameful, very, very unholy, unrighteous. And you're starting to see why the different seasons are going around. And you're starting to see why the sin, all the sin, the great sin that has befailed us because we don't want to listen to God. Y'all don't hear me though. And, And even some of the other countries also internationally, you look at your country. Is that what they're doing? Are they serving God? Are they willing to talk about God? Are they, and I'm not talking about any other God. I'm talking about the God of Israel. I'm talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That one, the one and true one, that's it. Now, if you, they're not willing to sit there and learn and say God's name and, and recognize who he is in the physical right now, in this instant, you have problems too. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't, Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Let me keep going. My God, I, I, every listener, I, I pray you take heed, take heed. Your young men have I slain with the sword and have taken away your he, your horses. And I have made the stink of your camps to come up unto your nostrils. Jesus. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Verse 11. I have overthrown some of you. As God overthrew Solomon Gomorrah. Oh, y'all don't hear. Oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Aye. Yes, Lord. My God. And ye were as the firebrand plucked out of the burning. Yet ye have not returned unto me, saith the, say the Lord. Let me say that one more time. Let me, let me go back. I have overthrown some of you as God overthrew Solomon and Gomorrah. And ye were as a firebrand plucked out of the burning yet ye have not returned unto me saith the lord jesus therefore in verse 12 thus will i do unto thee o israel and because i will do this unto thee prepare to meet thy god o israel oh lord do you understand the magnitude if you ain't prepared for what God is, t- you haven't went back and God is telling you he has called the water from Israel to cease. He has caused the bread to cease. He has caused the great houses to cease. He has caused all of these. I mean, the young people snuffed them out. Then you have pestilence like of Egypt and you haven't sat there and haven't repented or we going back to God. When are you going to wake up? When are you going to realize 
God is talking. We need to be listening. Oh, Jesus. Glory, God. Yeah, a little shake it a little. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Verse 12. Therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel. And because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. God is warning us to prepare what is going to happen to the body of Christ and to the ones that are not saved. If we do not listen and repent and go back to him and turn from the wicked ways, denounce what you've been doing and go back to God. Verse 13, Jesus, for lo, he has Formented the mountains and created the winds and declared unto man what is his thoughts that maketh the morning darkness and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. Let me say that. I'm gonna say that one more time. For lo, he that formeth the mountains and createth the wind and declared unto men what his thoughts that maketh the morning darkness and tread up upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts is his name. You need to realize God is not playing. We need to get back into where God needs for us to be saints of the most high. And for the ones that are not of God, you need to go back, repent, and do what God says. Even if you are saved, you need to repent of your sins. Get back into where God needs for you to be. Amen. It is not the time is now. Do not hesitate for God is calling in this time and this season. Amen. Now. Oh man. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Yellow shake it do you understand? It is a sense of urgency now more than ever. We need to be seeking God and we need to be seeking God for his next step with us. He, we need to be seeking God in everything we do and we say. We need to be seeking God for our family, our finances, and our life. But most importantly, we need to be seeking God for our souls. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't understand. We need to be seeking him right now immediately for our souls. Whether we are going to be in heaven or hell, we need to make that choice. God does not desire anyone to go to hell. But because we made that choice, we made the choice to stay out in the world and do what the world says to do. So now we need to be able to go and do what God says do. Turn from your wicked ways and do what God says do. God brought me also while I was researching. Ooh, I, I don't know about you, but it was a lot for me because people don't realize how it is mm. to see and know we are dealing with a God that is not playing and we need to do what he says to do. We need to prepare to meet our God, whether it is today, tomorrow, or so many years after, you need to prepare for what is to happen and it's coming soon.
I am not here. Let me, let me put this out also. I am not here to scare you. I'm here to educate you. I'm here to wake you up. I'm here to let you know what's going on. I'm here to let you know that God is not playing and that we need to get our house in order. I mean, our spiritual house. I mean, our houses in the natural. We need to get ourselves in order because God is going to need us to be able to go out to the masses to preach to go out and give the word of God, to go out and live the life that we need to live and live it out so much that people are coming to see where you are so they can know the word of God, so they can see the word of God, so they can be able to even listen to the word of God and see the example of God in you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is looking for the ones that are chosen and and the ones that are called. Because there are chosen, but you got to be called. It, it, the mantle for you to pick up like from Elijah to Elijah. Y'all don't understand. We have been called by God, but few are chosen. Few are chosen for this. The very few are very chosen and ready and prepared to do what he says do. We are coming to this point in time. We're not going to go back to anything normal. It's going to be abnormal the whole entire time. But you have to be able to be on your, who? Praying on your hands and on your knees. Talking to him. Telling him. And letting him know who he is for you. Amen. Now, Ecclesiastics. Excuse me. Ezekiel. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If y'all knew the severity of it all, you would have chose God a long time ago. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We're not robots. God did not want us to just be robotic and serve him. We have free will, but I'm telling you, if you don't know the love of God, you don't know the peace of God, you don't know just who God is on today. You need to be seeking out God or go and talk to he is 2407. If you call out to him, he will answer you and he will come and see. If you say, God, I need you. I need you to come and see about me. I need you in my life. And he's knowing you're sincere. Come and do that immediately. How do I do that, pastor? By going to him, talking to him. Even if you're in a car, even if you're in the house, wherever you are, you want to receive God, you put your hands up and say, Lord, please, please forgive me for all my sins and come into my life. I want to accept your son. I want to accept you. I want to accept the Holy Spirit to keep me. I, I don't want to be out here by myself anymore. I don't want to be sitting up here shooting drugs. I, I don't want to go trying to search for another woman or a man to, to fulfill me. I don't want anything else but you. I, I don't want that next high of a drug. I don't want, you know, having to have all this money in this empty house. I don't want. I don't want to be with someone that's going to hit me and hurt me in order for me to feel love. I don't want to be able to be in a household that's going to be able to sit there and, and, and sexually hurt me. I don't want 
to be able to live a lie. I don't want to be a sorcery or, or under f- or fornication or I don't want to be able to be in a sorority or fraternity that is going to sit here and humiliate me. And I know that I'm still a child and I am something of God and, and I'm valuable to God. I don't want, I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is keep telling me, Holy Spirit keeps telling me, you don't want you, you see the celebrities, they have all of this money and they have all of this fame, but do you understand the demons they have to entertain? Do you understand the stuff that they have to go through psychologically? Do you want to see, do you see the hurt and the pain that they have to be able to entertain to get what they want? Or so they think that's not what God has been able to sit there. God blesses me without all of that. With, he blesses me no matter what. And even when it's in the valley low, do you understand when I don't have money, when I don't have this or that, God still comes through and he blesses me. Even when I'm down to my last, I still have abundance because of God and who he is. Let me say that one more. I don't know who I'm talking to. Jesus. But I'm telling you, don't sit there and sell your soul. For temporary pleasure. When you know that God can be able to give you the peace that passes all understanding. He can give you everything that you need and then some. He can give you a a loving husband or a loving spouse of a wife. He can give you what you need. He can give you peace. From all of those things, if you only try God, only try his son, you, you have nothing to lose. You tried everything else. Why won't you try him on today? And you will not be ashamed when you do that. Because guess what? God, God takes care of his people. It's because of who we are. Some of us go through trials and tribulations for the testing. But some of us is going through it because of the bloodline. Some of us are going through things because of our own mouths. Let, I'm, I'm just being, just be honest. Be honest with God. Tell him what's going on. And at the point he will meet your needs. But if you only trust him to do what needs to be done. Don't sit there and wait until the last moment. Ask God to come into your life right now. Amen. Amen. Let's let's continue. Ezekiel, the 12th chapter. And I'm going to skip through a little bit. But I want to, I'm going to get through majority of this. So please bear with me. Verse 12, the word of God also came unto me saying, verse two, son of man, thou dwelleth in the midst of a rebellious house. Oh, Jesus, which has eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not for they are a rebellious house. Now a rebellious is to go against the grain to, to, to cause havoc and chaos. 
to do whatever they want to do, which is not God's will, but their own will. Verse three, thou shalt, excuse me, therefore, thou son of man, prepare these stuff for removing, remove by day in their sight. And thou shalt remove from thy place to another place in their sight. It may be they will consider though they will be a rebellious house. In this book, Ezekiel is telling God, excuse me, God is telling Ezekiel, you need to be able to prepare to move and move, remove by the day of their sight and remove things that, you know, start, start being able to prepare, start, start getting ready and start doing this in front of them. And they might sit there and, and might think about or ponder what the prophet is doing. But because they're a rebellious house, they might not move. Oh, y'all don't, y'all. I'm talking about reprobated minds. I'm talking about their whole entire conscience is seared with an iron. Verse four, then shalt thou bring forth thy stuff by day in their sight as stuff for removing. And thou shalt go forth at Eve in their sight as they that go forth into captivity. Verse five, dig thou through the wall in their sight and carry out thereby. Verse six, in their sight shall thou bear it upon thy shoulders and carry it forth in the twilight. Thou shalt cover thy face that thou see not the ground. For I have set thee for a sign unto the house of Israel. Y'all don't see God is telling the people of Israel what's going to happen before it even comes up that they're going to go into captivity and they're going to have to be ready. Mm, y'all don't. Oh, Jesus. Do you understand? This is, this is stuff that God is saying. Verse seven. And I did so as I was commanded and I brought forth my stuff by day as stuff for captivity. And in the eve, I dig through the wall with mine hands and I brought it forth with the twilight and I buried it upon my shoulders in their sight. Verse eight. And in the morning came the word of the Lord unto me saying, verse nine, son of man, have not the house of Israel, the rebellious house said unto thee, what doesn't thou? Did they ask? Did they ponder? Did they wonder what you were doing? I mean, this is something that you got to, I mean, really think about it as a prophet and God is talking to you. And he says, did they wonder? Did they ponder? Did did anything change? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Verse 10, say thou unto them, thus says the Lord, this burden Concerning the prince of Jerusalem and all the house of Israel are that are among them. Verse 11, saying, I am your sign, like as I have done, so shall it be done unto them. They shall remove and go into captivity. My God. Verse 12, and the prince that is among them shall bear upon his shoulders in the twilight and shall go forth. They shall dig through the wall to carry out thereby. He shall cover his face that he shall not see the ground with his eyes. Verse 13. My net also will I 
spread upon him and he shall be taken in my snare and I will bring him to Babylon to the land of the Chaldeans yet shall he not see it though he shall die there mm. my God do you understand God ain't playing do you understand there is so many premature death going on in this season and I've said that before, but God, I mean, it's something to see it and know that God told me. And then it's something else to witness it and behold it. Y'all don't, mm, my God. You understand when someone sits there and says something to you and or either you've been there before a certain place or a certain time. And you say that's deja vu. That's French for, you know, it's a reoccurrence. But every time that God talks to me, every time that God brings it back to my remembrance of what he said to me to give to the people. And then you start seeing it. That's, 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 that's a huge, huge. I mean, it's mind blowing. It's disturbing. It's, it's, it, 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 how can I say this, Lord? It is thus says the Lord God. Every time you see thus says the Lord, thus says, that means that's final. That's what God says. So it will be. So it shall come to pass. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do y'all understand as soon as the writer says, God said, or thus says the Lord, that means that it will come to pass. That's God's judgment. That's the way that God has it. That's the way that God wants it. And that's the way it shall be. Now we need to understand that. I'm going to say this. When you as a prophetess, or when you as a prophet, man or woman of God, you see things before ahead of time and you try to warn people what it is to come. It is a huge shock. Not even a shock. It's a huge. How can I explain this, Lord? It's like a 3D movie. You see it in real time and you see it 10 years, 20 years ahead of its time. And then when it comes back to you, full force, it's a lot to ascertain. That means to keep and contain in your own entire little memory. So I have to pray and I ask God to, to, to take care of me. Because I know that God said it. And that settles it. And I have to be in my spirit, peaceful when I see it. This is what prophet Ezekiel is going through. So when he's warning them, he's foretelling what's going to happen. Do you understand that when you have a true man and woman of God, they already seen it 10, 20, 30 years ahead. And they are at peace. Because God said so. Man, uh, pastor prophetess, how could you be at peace? Because I know who holds my future. Let me say that one more time. I have to give you some hope on this one. God, can I give them hope? Lord, can I give them hope? 
If you are a child of God and you know who God is on today, you have hope and peace in him. So whatever comes, what may, whatever, uh, aliens or demonic is pretty much demonic activity, whatever coming on the earth, you know, that you can be able to trust in him in the middle of the storm, in the middle of all the chaos, you have peace within because you know who God is and who is in you that dwells in you is better than the one that is of the earth. Y'all don't, oh, y'all don't, oh, y'all don't hear me though. You see Satan's name so much and they're praising him and you, you see it on the, you know, Academy Awards and all this other different things that people are sitting up here and praising Satan. And, and even one comedian sat there and said this award, you know, so many people come up here and they thank God for this, you know, and, and it's so blasphemous what she said. And honestly, she was honest about how she said it because Lord, forgive me. When she said, God ain't got nothing to do with this. I knew within my heart, this person has turned away from God. And I, and I, and I said, Lord, have mercy. Cause you don't know what you just said out of your mouth. Jesus. You don't know what kind of reprobated mind that you have been able to sear with a hot iron. You have been able to be turned over and you can have people. God will sit there and tell you to not pray for that person anymore, nor bid them Godspeed. That's what the word says, because they have turned themselves over to a reprobated mind. And that's the most dangerous mindset to have because you don't care what you say, how you live, what you've been doing. You, you don't even care that it doesn't edify God. You just want to be able to do what you want to do. Sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. You don't care what the ramifications is. Just like the children of Israel. Y'all don't, ooh, y'all don't, mm, my God. Let's continue reading. Amen. And it says the 14th verse and I'm in Ezekiel and it's the 12th chapter and the 14th verse. And I will scatter towards every wind, all that are about him to help him and all his bands. And I will draw out the sword after them. Do you understand that the people that are supposedly going to help Israel will be able to be cut off because God says so. My God, do you understand? Does that seem like another <laughs> nation that's living today? Y'all don't, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't, I'm telling you. Verse 16, 15, excuse me. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I shall scatter them amongst the nations and disperse them in the countries. Verse 16, but I will leave a few men of them from the sword, from the famine, from the pestilence, that they may declare all their abominations among the heathens, whether they come and they shall know that I am the Lord. Who, Jesus, 
Oh, God, I thank you. And this has not happened yet, but it will soon come. Mm, My God. Verse 17, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, eat thy bread with quickening and drink thy water with trembling and with carefulness. My God, my God. Let me say that one more time. Verse 18, son of man, eat thy bread with quickening, quaking, excuse me, and drink thy water with trembling and with carefulness. Verse 19, and say unto the people of the land, thus saith the Lord God of the inhabitation of Jerusalem and the land of Israel, they shall eat their bread with carefulness and drink their water with astonishment that her land may be destitute from all that is therein because of the violence of all them that dwell therein. Verse 20, and the cities that are inhabited shall be laid waste and the land shall be destitute and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Destitute means that they will no longer have any population. It will be made asunder. Asunder means it's gone, destroyed, abolished. 21, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, what is that? proverb that ye have in the land of Israel saying the days are prolonged and every vision faileth verse 23 tell them both therefore thus says the Lord God I will make this proverb to cease and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel but say unto them the days are at hand and the effects of every vision let me say that one more time for the people in the back tell them Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel. But say unto them, the days are at hand and the effects of every vision. Do you understand that there has been an increase of God's people talking about visions and dreams and you seeing different things and God is giving all of us a glimpse for some He's giving more than a glimpse. He's, he's telling us and warning us day by day. And it is getting stronger. It is not just, you know, it's not just, oh, it's prolonged. No, it's effective immediately now. Now. Ahora. Ahora in Spanish means now. 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 For there shall be no more any vain visions or flattery divination within the house of Israel. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is being able to give you the the preview for some people. He is giving you the warning that even when you are in hell or or on the earth or or Jesus coming back or what have you, he's giving the visions. He's giving the dreams. He's giving everything now immediately to warn the people. Verse 25, for I am the Lord and I will speak and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged for in your days, our rebellious house, will I say the word and will perform it, saith the Lord God. Let me say that one more time. For I am the Lord. I will speak and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. 
It shall be no more prolonged. For in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word and will perform it, saith the Lord God. Verse 26, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that he seeth is for many days to come. And he prophesies of the times that are afar off. Verse 28, therefore saying unto him, Thus says the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. Let me say that one more time. Let me say that one more time. Verse 28 from Ezekiel chapter 12. Therefore saith unto them, thus saith the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. That means God is effectively speaking. When he speaks it, it is no longer a prolonged process. It's going to be immediately, effective immediately. It's like the snap of your fingers. As soon as you hear the sound, that's God's talking. And we need to be listening. We need to heed God and listen to what God is saying. Amen. Verse 13, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Verse 2, Son of man, prophesize against the prophet of Israel, that prophesied and say unto them, that prophecy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Verse 3, thus says the word, the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirits and have seen nothing. Oh, y'all don't, oh, y'all, ooh. You don't understand. If you haven't seen it, don't say nothing. If you have not heard what God is speaking, you even heard from what God was saying in this time, in this season, shut your mouth. Oh, wait a minute, Pastor. No, I'm not. I'm telling you. In this season, I am telling you. Prophets, prophetesses, the, the, the whole entire house of prophets. If you have not heard from God, if you have not spoken to God, if you not heard what God has said, you need to shut your mouth immediately. Shut it. Go and talk to God. Be in the secret place with God. Hear from God. Don't come out until you hear from God. Don't give people half things. Don't half bake it. Don't sit there and tell people this is what God said and God didn't say it. that's dangerous because everything that you don't hear from God if God didn't say it you're accountable for that you're accountable you do you understand go back into Jeremiah when the prophet Hananiah sat there in front of the prophets and told them that God will sit there and it was a yoke upon Jeremiah's neck and he broke the yoke and said that we will be prosperous we're not going to be able to go into captivity and then the word of the Lord came into Jeremiah way before he even got into the outer court he was still around the court he was still around them and when everybody else dispersed he went out and he, and he said, let God be God. Cause he thought he heard. That's what God said because it was a prophet. Let me tell you something. That's not what God said to Hananiah. So Jeremiah, as soon as he heard from God, he had to immediately go back and tell Hananiah. 
This is not what God said. And because of you, the people will have not just the wood, but iron as a yoke upon them. And they will go into captivity and it will be harsh. And because you prophesize this, Hananiah, before the year is out, you will die. And that's what happened. Y'all, y'all need to tell people that God is a jealous God. There is, there is a, they always say, well, God is love. Let me tell you something. God is jealous and he will have no other God before him. So do not play with him. He is like unto a woman that you are supposed to be courting or having a relationship with to get to know and knowing that that is your going to be your wife. But yet and still you sit there and you fornicate and you go with someone else and sleep with that other person. Do you understand that God has every right to come against us because of the sin that we've been doing? Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. This is what we as prophets, prophetesses need to understand. Stop sitting up here. And doing all these different things and saying that God said, well, you ain't heard nothing from God. Sit your living tail down. Sit it down and stay in God's way. Sit it down and go and hear from God before you come out and say what thus says the Lord. And if you're not a prophetess or a prophet of God, stay out of it. Get out of it. Repent and say, God, apparently that was not who I was supposed to be. If you ain't heard from God that you're a prophetess or a prophet, don't come nowhere near this. Because I'm telling you, it is dangerous. Now, I'm going to say this one more. I'm going to say, I'm going to keep on. Lord, I thank you. Verse 3. Thus says the Lord God, woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Verse four, O Israel, thy prophets are like the fox in the deserts. Do you understand that the fox will come up only when it's beneficial for them to be able to get the kill for them and then go back into their bureau so they can be able to help amongst themselves. A fox will sit there and will go up only for the benefit of of them to be able to have some killing or something like that to only profit for themselves and not for God and then go back into their burials. That's what a false prophet is. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, ooh, God, ooh, God. If you cannot take the heat, as someone said, stay out of the kitchen. If you cannot be of God and do what God says to do, thus says the Lord, get out of the kitchen. Because guess what? God is not playing in this season. God will cut you off. The very breath that you breathe, you will no longer exist. Now, verse 5, ye have not gone up unto the gaps, neither made up the hedges for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. You can't even sit there and talk to God and, and plead the case for anybody in the house of Israel because you ain't doing what God says do. Because you're not the, the prophet or the prophets that God needs for you to be. Oh, y'all don't. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Cause see, this is my, this is what I don't like. I don't like when somebody else, which is a prophet or a prophetess sits there and lie on God. Cause then we got to come back 
the true ones and be able to sit there and tell the truth and don't hold our tongue. That's what happens. That's what happens when you know for a fact this person is lying and not doing what thus says the Lord. See, oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear that God is talking to the people, to us today. So what I'm telling you is that every time I say, if you're not a prophet or a prophetess, get out of the seat. Do what God says do in this time and this season, because I'm telling you right now, it's about to go down. God ain't playing. God is about to light some people up. Either their lives will be taken or they will be shamed to the point to know in you don't understand that when you have a calling on your life, you need to be able to fulfill that calling and do what God says do. Do not let up. Do not sit up there and contemplate because you got so many trials and tribulations coming at you. You want to give up and, and throw in the towel. God said, keep going. Keep going. It says it in the word of God. The race is not given. This life is not given to the, the, the fastest one, to the strong one. But to the one that endured to the end, you need to understand when you become a Christian, your life is going to be required of you. You're going to sometimes sit there and you're going to get ridiculed by people. You're going to sit there and, and you're going to have your whole entire esteem torn down. And in some cases, your life will be taken. It, it ain't something to play with. Know where you're going to go for eternity. Because here on out, God ain't playing. God ain't sitting up here. It's hard for me to sit here and I tell you how I feel. And I sit here and tell you that it's required of us to do what God says do no matter what. It's required of us to sit here and say what thus says the Lord and spare not. It is required of us, saints of the Most High, that our prophets and prophetesses to do what God says do in this time and this season and not to spare anything, but do what God says do. Because I'm telling you, you have to give an account to him in the end. Do you understand that? Does that comprehend what you're thinking? Do you understand that your mind can be able to go there and understand you're going to stand before him? And you got to give an account to that. So if you didn't hear from God, you didn't hear what God is saying, or you didn't see what God was saying, shut your mouth and sit down somewhere and go and talk to him. Instead of you sitting there and opening up your mouth and giving devastation to people, sending them to hell in a hand basket. I don't care if it's a pastor, prophet, apostle, teacher, preacher, sit your butt down. And then... Realize and understand that God is talking and you need to listen and start realizing that it ain't about you. It's about what God says it ain't about me sitting up here and have financial gain. It ain't about me sitting up here with a car and Rolexes and all these different Gucci bags and all of these clothes. It's not about me sitting up here and going all these different places and in hot jets and all this other mess. It's not about the biggest house that I can get. It's not about sitting up here and deceiving old women and widows and, 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 and children out of what God has told you to give to them. It's not about all of that. 
What it's about is being able to go out and seek the ones that are lost. I'm talking about ones that are so damaged they can't even lift up their heads and not even come and say, God bless you. A lot of them are used to somebody fussing them out, cussing them out. They're used to all these different words and different acronyms and all this other mess. Until you get raw and tell them who God is, their souls will be lost. Pastor, prophet, prophetess says, if you are not of God, woe unto you. Because I'm telling you, your soul will be required in this season if you do not say what God says to do. Now, let me go back. My God. Verse 13. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man. Son of man is the prophet Ezekiel. Prophesied against the prophets of Israel that prophesied and say unto them, that prophesied out of their own hearts, out of what they think. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Verse 3. Thus says the Lord God, woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirits and have seen nothing. Verse 4, O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the desert. Verse 5, ye have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedges for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. Verse 6, they have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, the Lord saith, and the Lord has not seen them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Verse 7. Have ye not seen a vain vision? And have ye not spoken a lying divination? Whereas ye say, the Lord saith it, abideth. I have not spoken. Verse 8. Thus says, therefore thus says the Lord, excuse me. Because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore, behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God. Mm, my God. And my hand, verse 9, shall be upon the prophets that are that seen vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people. Neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Do you, Jesus. They won't be able to partake in anything. Not even in the assembly of their own people. They won't even have their names written with the house of Israel because of their lies, because of them doing divination, which is sorcery and witchcraft, which means also fraternities, sororities, all these different elements that want you to serve another God. Y'all don't, ooh, y'all, ooh, God. Verse 10, because even because they have seduced my people saying peace and there was no peace. And one builds up a wall, and lo, others dot it with untempted martyr. Verse 11, say unto them, which dot is with untempted mortar, that ye shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, old hailstorms, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall render it. Y'all, mm, 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 mm. Jesus. Verse 12, lo, when the wall 
is fallen. Shall it not be said unto them, where is the dalding? Where be ye have dalted it? Do you understand that so many people can sit here and say, well, this country or this nation is so built up that nothing can come against it. And that's what Rome was one of those. And as you see, because of Rome wasn't the external that was the problem. It was the internal. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. External means outside. Internal, the in 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 in, in the day-to-day operations of the of the of the people, the religion, how they how they were able to live and what have you not. Do you understand that even though Rome was very educated with bathhouses and different ecosystems and all these different things, they were ignorant in the forms of who God was. And the major God was only God and that's the only one that they should have been serving. But since they didn't serve God, do you understand that all the plights and all these different schemes and all these different things that they were doing, like in Babylon and in Solomon and Gomorrah, do you understand because they did not keep God's principles, God was able to utterly destroy Solomon and Gomorrah and also Babylon and also Rome. You see a glimpse of it. But do you understand that Babylon and also uh, Solomon and Gomorrah, you only see the salt. What do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean, prophetess? You only see the salt that is still remaining there. You see the 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 you see the stones that were there after God rained down on them, and you see the salt where Lot's wife sat there, and she told, and the angels of the Lord told them. As they were fleeing, do not look back. But for whatever reason, she looked back and she was turned into salt. That is still there today. And because we know that it is of God, do you understand that they even did a psycho, they did a archaeological digging and they found the minerals and they found the, uh, the, the rocks and all of these different things that were coming down that was hailing down from from the sky and it said it wasn't from this earth do you understand that you know when it's from god because we don't understand everything but when it is something that we cannot explain oh y'all don't hear me though especially with the judgment of god you don't understand This is critical times we are living in. This is something that is from the Richter scale. Do you understand Finland was having so many earthquakes and so much lava coming out of it. They had to evacuate people pre times because they starting to see activity. Do you understand that even when the Richter scale and when they're having on and that is from where you have a radio and you're starting to see the little eyes or the little uh, hands and it's going all the way to the right. And it's saying that the levels of the volcano ashes and also the, the trembling of the earth and the earthquakes are about to come forth and it's getting more and more closer and closer. They want you to evacuate. This is what God is telling you that you need to evacuate from what you're doing, which is the sin that you're doing and go towards him. That's the only way we're going to be saved. And wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Pastor. What are you? No, 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 no. See, this is your warning. This is your broadcast warning. Uh, this is effective immediately. 
If you have been sinning and doing not what God says do, I'm talking about for the body of Christ and for the people that are not living for God. I'm telling you, this is your warning. This is your broadcast. This is your effective immediately that you need to evacuate the sin that you've been doing. You need to come out the mess that you've been doing. You need to sit there and say, God, I need to be able to sit there and say, you know what, God, I need you more than ever. Not to sit here and be in fear. But we want you to be educated of what is going to come up, what is about to happen. Because when it happens, you can't sit there and say, God, you didn't give me warning. God, I didn't, you know, I don't know. No, God is going to be able before Jesus comes. And it says in the word of God that everyone will know that everyone around the world internationally will know the word of God for themselves they would have an opportunity to know the word of God before God his son comes will you be ready will you just sit there and just say wait a minute I I don't know I I I when you got the I eyes then you need to be going and talking to God you need to be sitting there and honestly have a conversation with yourself All right, so verse 13, therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will even render it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in my anger and great hailstorms in my fury to consume it. United States has been reporting a whole lot of hail lately. Storms, that is. Verse 14, so will I break down the wall that ye have dogged, with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall and ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 15. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have dabbed it with untempered mortar and will say unto them, unto you, excuse me, the wall is no more, neither they that dabbed it. Verse 16, to wit, the prophets of Israel, which prophesies concerning Jerusalem, which he visions of peace for her, and there is no peace, saith the Lord God. Verse 17, likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesied out of their own hearts, and prophesied thou against them. Verse 18, And say, thus says the Lord God, woe to the woman that sewn pillows to all armholes and make handkerchiefs upon the heads of every statue to haunt souls. Will ye haunt the souls of my people? And will ye save the souls alive that cometh unto you? Verse 19, and I will ye, and will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread? To slay the souls that should not die, and to save the souls alive that should not live, by your lying to my people that hear your lies. What I'm telling you is that God is telling sons of men and also the daughters of men, the false ones, the ones that are dealing with divination, that are sitting up here and asking for people to be premature death that are sitting up here and putting hexes and curses on people that are sitting up here 
and putting curses and making sure that person is dying before their time. Let me say, oh, y'all don't hear me though. You need to realize that whatever you're doing that is not of God won't want to you because God said, I will, I would not let suffer a witch to live. Let me say, oh, y'all don't, mm, 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 but I'm going to say it. You think that God is not having, you think that God is not going to sit there and you're sitting here and you're being a witch and you're sitting up here casting spells, incantations and sitting up here curses and doing ungodly things to godly people. And you don't think that God is not seeing that God is not knowing you are mistaken. You need to go and repent. And get out of the situation that you're in. Let me say, oh, y'all don't immediately, effective immediately. God suffers not a wish to live. Do you understand that everyone that has been doing divination or anything that is not of God, all of that will be having their part in the lake of fire. And if you have to go and see God, Woe unto you. Woe unto you. So when you sit there and you make your body and you plan and you plot to be able to get with somebody just for pleasure and trying to lead them away or lead them astray from their families. Woe unto you. Woe unto you. Woman who thinks that it's okay to be a street walker. Woe unto you that thinks that you can sit here and dabble and do ungodly things and thinking it's okay and it's all right. Do you see these celebrities? Do you understand that these celebrities, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, all these different ones are sitting up here and being witches and doing ungodly things and all the songs and all the seances and all these different things that you see all on stage, but you still don't want to be able to realize and recognize like God said, you have an ear, but you're not hearing. You have eyes, but you don't see. God is telling you, wake up. It is time for us to realize. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, all that mess is not of God. You need to sit there and repent and go back and talk to God and tell him, I am sorry. I should not be able to go and think that I could be able to be in another person or, or around someone that isn't of God. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. And I keep hearing in the back of my head when Jay-Z says there, and I thought it was empire state of mind, but it says in the lyrics, the church has to end. In order for everything to begin, do you understand that most of these lyrics that's coming from these rappers are coming from Satan? Do you understand that he used to be an archangel? He used to be named Lucifer. And then he could be able to, he used to sing before God and he was made from God's own touch and own plan and own all of this until he became to try to be like God. And that's when God said enough is enough. That's why it said in the word of God, do you understand that it says that they saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven? 
We need to wake up. We need to realize that all of this mess is not of God. And we need to do this immediately. So wake up. Witch, warlock, all this other mess. Y'all need to repent. Oh, I got to make a living. No, you don't have to make a living like this. God can save you. He can give you a life that you deserve. Because all of this is leaving to the sin and death. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord on today. And I'm going to go back into we're going to have a third one because God is telling me we will have another one. We will have to go through a little bit more of this for us to realize and know that God is not playing. God is not playing for the warnings, man and woman of God, that is not of God. Get out of it. If you're not a prophet or prophetesses call of God, you better sit your butt down. And this time and this hour, God is required of you, your life, especially if you're not hearing from him. Also, we're going to have more of the summers and the winters. The winters are going to be replaced with the summer. We're going to have topsy-turvy, tumultuous. I mean, it's going to be diabolical. It's going to be so bad. We're going to have, and this happened at nighttime. The one that I was talking about with the tornado. So it won't matter what time of day or night. And it was in Florida. It doesn't matter what time or day or night. We need to be ready. We need to seek God more. We need to be in our word and we need to be discussing to our children and our children's children what is going on. Because it is, it is that time. Now, are you ready, saints of the most high? Have you been reading? Have you been praying? Have you been studying? Not just when I'm on. Have you been doing this on your own? Because I'm telling you, you need to get to a point where you're doing this on your own. Because later on, I might not even be able to have this type of time to go and go through the word of God with you. So you need to start being prepared. You need to be start getting your yourself ready and stocking up on the word of God for yourself. It's said in, in the word, hide the word of your heart. Hide the word in your heart. And that's the word of God that you might not sin against him. Because they're going to flip it over. They're going to say this or they're going to say that. They're even, like I said, China has made a Bible that is conducive towards their way of thinking, not God's way. So I'm telling you right now, if you have not made that choice and not thought about it, even considered it, you need to do it today. And like I said, go to Romans 10, 9 through 13, and you will start to see that it is time, time for us to start evaluating our lives, start thinking about what's going on and starting to do what God says, do amen. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you have, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and uh, Podchaser, and other major platforms. I will start doing more of God is impressing on me more YouTube. 
so that I can be able to connect with you more. This shows, please leave a five-star rating that would help me in reaching more people. And if you have any questions, comments, you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet. Once again, It Is Written, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, It Is Written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Also, too, at the same exact time, I will have also in my links of my also how to reach me. I have a, a Gmail. So please look into that. So I, if you have any more questions, concerns, prayers, you know, also too, at the same time, please note I do have discernment. So any witch or any warlock that is not of God, I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, I cast thee out. And also, I am binding up any kind of curse, any any kind of temperament, any kind of divination that is going against this ministry, this home, this broadcast, this podcast, and let it go out and do what God says do. And I know that God is going to release it and it's going to be a favor and it's going to be a sweet fragrance in his ear. And I'm thankful and grateful. So I'm telling you right now, do not come for me. Because this is of God and I am not playing in this season and God is not playing because the one that goes before me, that's my, that is my father. That is my God. And the one that goes before me, who can be against me? And I'm telling you right now, do not play with God because he is not playing with you in this season. Also, I want to say. Thank you so much because of your support, because of your listening, because of who you are, whether you are a beginner. Thank you. The ones that have been with me from day one. Thank you for the ones that have just started listening to me. Thank you. I have been able to receive a thousand downloads (laughs) as of last week. And I am in shock and I am in humbleness that God was able to let me receive a thousand downloads. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking your time. Thank you for giving me God, this platform, because it would, without him, nothing would be possible. I thank my family. I thank my husband. I thank my children. I thank even my, me, my dog, for helping me to understand how important this word is, how important it is to dissect the word, how important it is to be able to give it to the people of God and to know what God says in the end, we are going to win no matter what we're going to win. And also too, please be on the lookout for the judgment starts at the house of God part three. We're going to get into a little bit more in depth and in detail. But until then, please be faithful to God. Get into your word. Read, pray, fast. Give God all that you have. Because right now, we need to reach souls for God. If you are of God, if you are not of God, as I say, repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Ask God for forgiveness. Also ask Jesus into your heart and he will be able to heal you. And also at the same time, all of your actions, all of the words that you have, let him have 
full control over you. Get into the word, get into a place which is a good church. Let God be able to steer you to the church that you need to be in. Because now more than ever, we need the body of Christ to come together and form a strong bond. No matter what's going on, we need to do what God says do. And we thank you so much. Like I said, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Konosamida. Annyeong.